So welcome to Cross the Line 1524. I'm Alan Stanger. Uh, first of all, we didn't get a chance to record this past week. We had the Gator Fry. Great event. A lot of you guys showed up for it. Uh, we're just, we're still recovering from that. So secondly, we would like to pass on our condolences to Dwayne and the entire Bischoff family. Uh, Dwayne's mother passed away, so keep him and his family in your thoughts and prayers. I thought we'd step back in time now for this podcast, the time we sat down with our friends in the podcast world, the Bow Brothers. We sat down at Dant Crossing down in Kentucky over some bourbon, talked about how all of us got into podcasting. They've been great friends. You hear us talk about them on our podcast. They talk about us on their podcast. Sometimes it's not too flattering either way, but it's a fun time. So sit back and You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. That's right, that's how it all gets started here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. Just one drink. Welcome to Cross the Line 1524. We're recording with a live audience as usual. Sit back, relax, and join Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and myself, Alan Stanger, for the Common Man's Podcast. Cross the line, 1524. Well, you know, that theme music's only halfway right. Because we're not at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. That's true. We're missing some. Yeah. So I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. We're missing Reuben Hunt. And before we introduce the next couple guys... Oh, look at this. That's Got a question, no need to ask. They don't have a clue, so raise your glass. Take a sip with the bold brothers. Now it's on with the show. From the heart of central Kentucky, the bourbon capital of the world, it's two shots on a barrel. So those of you who have listened to our podcast in the past, we've referenced uh, another podcast that started just about the same time ours did, and it was called Two Shots in a Barrel down here in Kentucky. So we are at Dant Crossing down in bourbon country, and sitting across from us, we have the Bow Brothers. Guys. What's up, fellas? Man, oh man, how cool is that? <laughs> Who would have thought we'd been sit- sitting across from each other? You know yeah? what? I'm going to have to leave because the real celebrity that didn't come down with you guys. What's his name? Uh, Ruben. 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 Yeah, yeah, Ruben's big time and he didn't even show up. You so know what? That's kind of crazy. What's funny is you're sitting in his seat. Oh, <laughs> <man. laughs> well, we, we usually loosen the screws up on his chair so you, you, have you fall. Uh, <laughs> see, that would be perfect. Perfect. So, hey, hey. Ruben. We miss you, buddy. Absolutely. And I got to tell you, I'm impressed, man. You played the, the intro music. I hey. mean, come on. Hey, you got to do it right. That's, That's first class operation. Man, I mean, right how here. often do podcasters get to interview each other? I know. And, and let me tell you how weird it is. You know, uh, you're coming in without show prep and we're like, oh, they're going to drill us. They're going to get us good. Man, y'all are sharp. You're all wearing cool shirts. Mm-hmm. And here we are just a sweaty mess. Uh, coming in here, but I, can, I can tell you guys are a lot more professional than we are. Oh yes, definitely. Uh, no, you, <laughs> you, you, know you haven't listened to a, all our podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is called a good, sh- good showing. Yeah, you know, look good, guys. We have look a good, good time. Yeah. We have Absolutely. a good time. So talk about. You know, it's funny because we started our podcast in May, I guess, of 2020, and yeah. you guys started just a little bit after that. Uh, and the way I found you is we had come down here actually and interviewed. Uh, the owner of uh, the Jailer's Inn. So, Paul McCoy. Yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'll see if anybody else has done that. So I put that in, you know, search for it, and you guys came up. And it was just like, cool. Then you guys, entered, you know, did some stuff on hemp, and we had just done an interview with a guy on hemp. So Sweet. It's kind of neat to, to watch how both podcasts have grown uh, to many different countries, many different states, and listeners. Isn't it's it, awesome. Isn't it cool, man, to, to just be a really a – a common man that's what you know exactly. and just and, and then people why are people listening to us what why us and it's because we're just normal people 
That's right. With with something to say, and it's just neat for me. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. So our listeners are they know who we all are. So why don't you each talk a little bit about yourself? What got what you do? How you got in podcasting? Wait, 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 wait. We got nope. a problem here, Alan. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> what's sitting in the middle of the oh, table? Oh, that's here? what's wrong. And that's what's, what's wrong. sitting. In, I see him <laughs> sipping on the ice water. Yes, it's so we've good. got a problem. Yeah, that's some great ice too. By it the way. Is. <laughs> so well, you mentioned briefly we're at Dant Crossing. So there's a new distillery opening here. Um, the Dant family's opening a distillery down here, a Logstill Distillery, and their uh, brand of bourbon is Monk's Road. So we've got a barrel pick here of Monk's Road. And this is our virgin This is our virgin, virgin experience, experience with, with Monk's, Monk's Road. Road so. you, you're never going to be the same after this. This is some good stuff, boys. So before we get too far along, yeah, we've got to get a little, little something in the glass in front of us. Or there'll oh, be no reason to take a break. Breaks? What are breaks? I'm excited. I, I, you know, not only the intro music, J-Bo, we also are partake, partaking in Monk's Road. I mean, this is, uh, this is awesome. I love you all's, uh, what you got going on here. Oh, it's just like you guys. I mean, we look forward to your podcast, you know, as soon as it comes out. And it's like, I, I kind of follow you ahead of time. I know you're recording with this person or yeah, this yeah. person. And, and, and like us, we have a couple podcasts in the uh, closet, I guess I'll say, that you know, ahead of time. So we're three or four ahead. That's and, awesome. So it's uh, all good. So let's, let's, what, tell us what you know about Monk's Road Bourbon. Go ahead, buddy. You're, you're well versed in this. Well, I do know that it uh, is outstanding. Uh, you know, I, I, I sort of, um, I've yeah, learned. Cheers, so I got to tell you, I got to tell you about how J-Bo enjoys his bourbon. You know, it's all about, you know, and we've talked about this so many times. People mm-hmm. say, I taste this and I taste that. J-Bo and I just drink it and we either like it or we don't. And I can right. tell you Monk's Road is outstanding. It's a six-year-old. It uh, is, is much like the heritage that is the Dant family. And so it's the, the first bourbon that they have uh, put out. Uh, the shirts that we are wearing today, Rattle and Snap, will be coming out probably later on uh, in the summer, but it's just a it's just a darn good bourbon. Well, we're going to find out right now. Cheers, brothers. Cheers. Oh, it's good. Ah, uh, yes. Refreshing. Very smooth. Very smooth. See, and I'm a little like you, too. I either like it or I don't. Yeah. I do. I'm starting to be the, more of a connoisseur. Alan's wife is teaching us. She's yeah. the smarter <laughs> one of us all. But, I mean, I'm starting to notice more, but I'm kind of the same thing. I either smell it, taste it, like yeah. it, or... Yeah, move that, on. I so. have a real. I'm real uncomfortable talking with uh, people in public, wanting to, to know if I smell nuts. And and so <laughs> I'm like, I, I can't. I don't want to talk to you about this. I don't smell berries, especially don't smell nuts. And uh, what else? Uh, caramel yeah. and all that other. I don't vanilla. Taste it. Yeah, Jabo, you drink it for the burn, and that's I it. I drink it for the burn, and it really, really uh, is one of my favorites. Yeah, and and one of the coolest things in an earlier podcast we had. Longtime master distiller Steve Nally, who spent so many years with Maker's Mark as a master distiller there, and later opened up a distillery in Wyoming, the first distillery that was opened in Wyoming, and then later came back out of retirement to Bardstown Bourbon Company. And so we're having, we're, we're just having a sit down and talking to him, and we're like, you know, tell us how do you enjoy bourbon? And it was the same thing. It was like, at the time, I was kind of laughing at Jabo because he would say, "I don't, you know, I don't taste any of these things." And and Steve Nally hears this historic master distiller, and he's like, "I either like it or I don't." Right. So we learned something. We were over at um, did a, we, yeah we Limestone. came we came down with a group that owns uh, several liquor stores to do barrel picks. So mm-hmm. we ended up over at Limestone to do a Yellowstone barrel pick. So good choice. Mm. So, Mr. Steve uh, Fonte, Fonte uh, <laughs> took us through and did the barrel pick with us. And so, he says hello, because I, I let he, him know we were hooking up with you guys. He is our favorite. But he taught us something a little different, and that's when you're smelling the bourbons, smell it with each nostril, not just with both at the same time. And it's amazing the different, because each side of your brain, of course... Thinks a little different, you know. One side mine thinks right, the other one thinks left. And when you smell that bourbon, you get two different flavors off of that. That was amazing. I was born without something (laughs) to get that to happen. I was was thinking, it's like, J-Bo, we could could completely (laughs) 
like stop up our nostrils, I, and we're still not going to be able to I do that. I think we had the same conversation with Fonte because, and then it got me all choked up by trying to breathe and drink at the same time. I don't know. It, You're it supposed just, to smell with your mouth open, that's too. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Because it'll change. It, that's it. I tell you, in the couple of tastings we've done this weekend is, I've learned that, and you know, you open your mouth slightly, and as you smell, and it changes the smell of the bourbon. So it's, it's we're I, we're becoming more uh, refined. Hey, as we go we're on getting fancy. Is what's happening? Yeah, getting so fancy. When you guys started your podcast, and for our listeners, they're ninety nine point nine percent of what they talk about is bourbon. You guys really didn't know a whole lot. You were starting out as infants in the bourbon. Uh, it's true. As, as 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 tasters, consumers. And you were, you were learning about it as you went on. We, we knew enough to, about it to get drunk at a party. That's yeah. about all we knew about it. It yeah. was fun you, to drink you to, you knew where to find it. We knew where to go and buy it. <laughs> and uh, we knew just enough to get in trouble. But once you dive into it and see the process behind it, it really is, it takes you to amazing places. And uh, as right here at uh, the dance crossing with you guys, I mean, right. We, we were talking the other day how man this podcast and bourbon has taken us places we never thought right so it's it's really really cool thing still learning yeah for for me i was always a cigar guy and enjoyed premium cigars and so um you know with jabo honestly he he was a little more of a bourbon guy than look at this alan stinger you are talking our game what here. happened here you are the man Good. hey gotta take Jeez care of Louise. Yes. that's why he gets paid three times as much as the rest of us that's why dude thank you so much you're what, welcome what you're a welcome beautiful cigar but so no i you know i was a cigar guy i really didn't drink a lot of bourbon i i understood the 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 history and the tradition of bourbon but i didn't really drink a lot of bourbon uh, I was more of a craft beer, you know, kind of guy. Jabo is not a beer kind of guy. So when we started Two Shots, um, you know, it, it's one of those things that honestly, as I as as I got to talking to some of our guests, I realized just how similar the production of bourbon and the production of cigars truly are. And I was like, this is cool. I, I think I can really get into this. And so. I really enjoy, you know, before like Jabo was talking about, you know, you, you drink bourbon just for the buzz or the burn or whatever. Now you drink it like I do, uh, like I smoke a cigar to enjoy, enjoy it, it. Right, you right. know, and there's just a, you know, you realize just what goes in to making a quality bourbon. And there's a good pairing between a quality bourbon and a quality, and a quality cigar. cigar. Oh, yeah. you, yes. So it's, it's all good. So we before we poured the Monk's Road, we were going to each of you talk a little bit about yourselves. How you got where you're at and all I'm that good pr- kind I'm of pretty, stuff. I'm pretty worthless, to be honest. I don't have much to say about myself. But, I mean, this is this is the big banker guy. I'll let you start things off and uh, listen I, all about it. I mean, I'm just, I'm just a guy. I've been a banker for like 30 years. I've always wanted to be uh, like the, the radio DJ kind of bug bit me like when I was a kid. And I've told this story many times. I grew up wanting to be a radio DJ and out of Louisville, the big radio markets in Louisville, the country stations like WAMZ and these places, Coyote Calhoun, which was a long standing right. DJ in Louisville, Bobby Jack Murphy, all of these guys were my heroes. Uh, I listened, I would sit by the radio and listen to, uh, to baseball games. Uh, I would listen to Marty Brenneman and Joe Nuxall and, and of <laughs> oh. course, and of course, Kentucky basketball games, Kaywood Ledford and, and those guys. So, uh, but I realized early on when I sent a demo tape to our local uh, radio station. He sucked. Uh, God, he sucked. God <laughs> love JT Whitlock. It was the best tape ever. And, 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 and I didn't even. Your mama even, told you that, yeah, didn't she? Yes, she did. And I didn't even get a sniff of an offer. And I said, okay, we got to do something different. And to injury, to, you know, to the insult, my kid brother who was big into speech and drama, gets hired a couple of years later. <laughs> so, uh, so I ended up being a banker for 30 years. But uh, anyhow, uh, I had the opportunity to, uh, to get back and do some radio on the side. J-Bo is uh, uh, Mr. Mom and got bored during COVID and said, let's do a podcast. And uh, he stayed on me and stayed on me and drove me nuts until finally we, 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 we got a podcast. And so, uh, but anyway, I'm a banker, I'm a father, uh, um, three lovely kids, 
221915. A beautiful bride that will uh, be here tonight supporting me at uh, at Dant Crossing. Yeah, and, and th- thanks, Jabo, for no the problem. sound effects. No problem, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I'm. I... <laughs> <laughs> so listen, the reason why he hangs around me so much is because I I was in radio in that big market in Louisville. Uh, and I was uh, competing against Cowdy Calhoun uh, on uh, a, a station called The Hawk. I was with the Bandy and Bailey show, fresh out of high school, and uh, took that as far as we could go. And uh, stations got sold, blah, blah, blah. And then I just went into mobile DJing forever. Been doing that for 20-something years. And then I got into uh, uh, booking uh, concerts and uh, did that for a while. And... Uh, then uh, I said, Jim, can we please just try this podcast thing out? He didn't know what a podcast was. To be honest, I really didn't know what a podcast was, but we needed to do something to get out of the house. Right, right. And uh, he was—he still does a Sunday morning harvest show every Sunday morning. Actually, uh, I listen to it every now and then because you can get it online. And- yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a very popular show. Can't believe you left that out, man. There's, you're going to make people mad because you left that out. That's terrible. Well, you know what? The night's young here. The, there you go. I know you got some place to go in just a little bit. Oh, yes, but it's cooler in here. Yeah, it is. It is we yeah. were going to do it out there on the patio. We walked out there, and we're like, nope. Nope. No nope. way. I, th- I think you made the right choice. Yeah. Uh, I'm enjoying the the air yes. conditioner while it lasts. Definitely, definitely. But, yeah, man, we've been in the, into a little bit of everything, and now I have a, a, a son and daughter married as well, and... Um, yeah, so we're just rock and rolling, man. And listen, you guys, we listened to you again on the way here. Yeah. And um, yeah, you got to listen to some of a raccoon uh, yes. policies, I guess. <laughs> yes, yes, and then we tuned yes. into your radio station. Yeah, Hometown Radio That's USA. Right. We did. Yeah. We did. So I actually learned something. I, I, I was looking at your all's reviews and was talking about how somebody had made mention uh, that they always learn something when they listen to your all's podcast. I learned that you can politically correct here euthanize raccoons in indiana absolutely yes, yes. in I fact did, i did not know that it's actually recommended it's recommended if you catch them in a trap that you euthanize them i don't want to get you guys in trouble again here oh no we're good <laughs> yeah now, so look. it was amazing we did a pot you know you heard the second i don't know if you heard the podcast prior to that uh but six of them i they got into my chicken house and got one of my hens and so six coons later we talk about it and uh i had several comments Uh, you know jaybo has a similar story uh involving turtles (laughs) jaybo you you remember this i forgot about that turtles my son somebody gave us a turtle there's a turtle on a road somebody found a turtle on a road on a highway and Mm -hmm. and they knew that my son salem wanted a turtle so like they were doing the right thing well they thought they were doing the right thing by saving a turtle and I had no idea what a, a, the turtles were, what their names are, whatever, whatever. So I put, it on, I went to a Facebook group, said, "Hey guys, <laughs> that was a wrong decision." There hey you go. guys, well, I just like to know, you know, this turtle was saved out of the road and given to us. You know, we just want to know what kind it is. Right. Wow. <laughs> wow. I was called a poacher. I was called everything, yeah. and I'm like, look. There's too many Karens in the world. Oh, Karens like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Thought you just stole somebody's child. <laughs> yes, I'm like, look, we didn't say we're keeping the turtle. We're just asking them, what, what is to, it? I'm trying to educate my son on what kind of turtle it is. And, and, and if, what you should do for it and help yes. take care yeah. of it. And if I don't know what kind it is, if I throw it in the pond, is it going to live? <laughs> you know, talk to me here. No, they just... They, they mean, were ready to hang they, you up. They sent me emails so, saying, we, we see that you live in Kentucky. We, they were tracking me down. So oh here you go. Yeah. I'm going to take, take the heat off of you. Where we come from in Indiana, you know what we do with turtles? I hope you eat them. We I'd eat love, them. Yeah. Yes. Turtle soup. Turtle yes, soup. But don't good. go to that Facebook page and tell <laughs> yeah. yeah. Please. Please don't. Because oh. they were, turtle lovers are mean. Mean people, and, and now you're gonna have. Oh, I'm done. You're gonna have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you're gonna have these guys. You know, it was raccoons one week, and the next week <laughs> yeah, it's turtles. turtles. Who's the guy that likes it? Turtle. turtle man. Oh. Yeah. Actually, we're friends with Turtle Man. He, yeah, right. I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've so. had the, the Turtle Man on one of our shows. Absolutely, the funniest dude you've ever met in your life. Yes, yes. Uh, we talked about. Well, he gave us a, a set of rules when he came in. He's like, "Look, we can't talk about deer hunting." 
because of the same issues you're having with raccoons. Right. Right. He's, and he said, please, let's, I don't want to get in trouble again. I said, okay. Well, the first thing he does, he dives into deer hunting. <laughs> and he talks about whatever you do, whatever you do, don't put deer urine in your pocket. Don't come and hump you. And I'm like, what is happening? What is happening? Oh, my God. So he set you up. Yeah, he set me up. So it I, was so funny. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. We, oh. we knew him before he made it to, you know, big right, time and, right. and to where he is now. And he's just the same old, same old. Yeah, he really guy. is. Good old Ernie Brown. Yeah. That's cool. Good yeah. stuff. Cool. So, I mean, you've learned a lot along the way about Parkman. So, I'll be honest. When I first, I listened to your first couple podcasts, I'm like, they don't know what the no heck they're talking about. Nothing. Mm-hmm. But by about, but what was great is you said that. He said, we don't know what we're talking about here. We're learning along the way. Yep. And that, so what? What's probably what would you say is a number one thing you've learned about bourbon? Go ahead. What the heck? You always look at me to answer yeah, the hard questions. You're the brains, I guess. Brain. Yeah, you must be. <laughs> you He's push the, the looks. Buttons. He's the looks. You're the brains. That's right. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I guess what it's the number one thing that I've learned about bourbon. I know uh, I drink a heck of a lot more bourbon now than I used to. Hey, do you mind if I top my top? I was going to say, you're a little low there, buddy. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, again, I never thought that I would uh, in, in just enjoy, you know, drinking bourbon. And I, I don't want this to come across, J-Bo, that you've made me into an alcoholic because I'm not. But I do enjoy it. And, and I think just, you know, what all goes into the process to end up with with what is a finished product. The other thing that I've learned, and, and I think this is a myth that's out there a lot of people. A lot of people believe you have to spend a lot of money on a good bourbon. And some of the guests that we've had on have reinforced the fact that you do not have to do that. Uh, it, you know, one of the guys is, was Andrew Webrink, who is really um he works for independent state company he is in their research and development department and that's one of the things that he kept on reinforcing is is talking about just some quality bottom shelf bourbons that are out there and and, you know for a lot of people out there they're like i've got to go out and get the pappies or i've got to get the blantons or whatever you know and so now i find myself i'm Going to that bottom shelf a lot of times. Yeah, Pappies and Blanton's good. Don't get me wrong, but not all of us can afford that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, you can afford the entire bottom shelf and part of the exactly. second shelf before you can afford the one exactly. bottle. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, what was that uh, twelve-dollar bourbon that he how, mellow? It's not. Mellow. Yeah, it was uh, mellow corn, corn or yeah, something. Mellow corn. I mean, it was like. I mean, I think you can get it for like an eight bucks or yeah, something. Yeah, and it was like, well, I don't hate that. Well, bad. we've also some, had some very high dollar bourbons that, quite honestly, I'm with you. We, we, we poured, you, poured, paint we poured one down. Uh, well, yeah. We poured one down the yeah. drain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ruben. Yeah. Ruben bought one. Was, we can't. We were trying to tag on you, it. Ruben. Yeah. Come on, Ruby. Well, he brought it in. He's like, oh man, guys, I've heard all this. this is great. I just got this bottle. Yeah. And he brings it. And he takes the first drink and literally just went over to sink and. Wow, it was bad. You know, it was it was the kind of stuff you couldn't even mix and make it. Really? Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, good. Wow. Yeah, it was, nah, it was that good. is terrible. Yeah, usually you get a bad bottle, you can mix it and get rid of it and <laughs> yeah. not waste it. But no, he dumped it down the sink. Oh, that's like, terrible. That's we've we've had a bottle or two of that. Uh, I won't mention names, but it had chocolate barley in it, and it, it messed my life up for a little bit. I, <laughs> I couldn't handle. Yeah, I'm not sure chocolate and bourbon are chocolate. necessarily meant to go together. It, it hurt. It hurt. That's no and, good. And when you're no drinking good. it in a podcast, it you got to swallow it. <laughs> it's the person who brought it right in front of you. But with that said, Jabo does much better with chocolate bourbon than he does coffee. Oh my gosh, you can't I, do coffee. Not a coffee drinker. Coffee. Yeah. I mean, I can I can suck that stuff down. Jabo no starts uh, like going in convulsions after he's had coffee. We, we uh. had some of our dear friends owns a coffee a business in Lebanon, and they came in and they were teaching us. How to drink coffee? It's just like bourbon. Yeah. How to drink? How to swirl it? How to smell it? And I had so much coffee that day during that show <laughs> that we had to do another podcast afterwards. And he left, and my hands were shaking. I could not yeah. stop shaking, and my heart was racing. I said, "Jim, I, I might have to go to hospital, man. I can't stop. I, I don't like this, man. And I drink caffeine all the time, but it's just whatever." crack they had in that coffee <laughs> messed my life up and so i haven't touched it since i'm like i'm out there's no way 
So one of the things we've learned doing a podcast, and I think you guys have too, is it opens up the doors for you to meet so many different people, Mm -hmm. different walks of life. Mm -hmm. Uh, So who's who's some of the people that you've met through the podcast that, I mean, what's amazing for us, we meet them and then they become friends. It's been pretty pretty amazing. I I think one of the coolest things we've done is with uh, Denny Potter at Maker's Mark. Mm -hmm. Uh, Denny's a... A unique individual. He he he's not highfalutin. He mm-hmm. is just as normal as you and I. And he takes you under his wing, and he takes you places in Maker's Mark that not many people get to go. And I tell the story all the time that uh, we were sitting at the table at this conference room, a really old table, really old chairs. And I'm like, man, we we gotta be careful not scratch this up. This is antique stuff. And then he comes in, and we talk, and he's like. He, he told Jim, he said, Jim, you know who's sat in that chair right there, that same exact chair? And he pointed up to the ceiling, or not ceiling, but the wall, and there's pictures everywhere. And there's pictures of Colonel Sanders sitting in these same chairs at that same table, presidents, uh, anybody who's anybody sat at that table. And right. I'm like, how in the heck are we <laughs> sitting at this table with some of these names? Colonel Sanders. I mean, come on. Uh, so that, for me, was my favorite. I, I, I'm pretty sure that was... We would have never made it there if we weren't in a podcast in right, the bourbon right. business. So, what about you? As far as uh, some guests, you know, you, you have to probably go to the uh, cornbread mafia guys. Yeah, oh yeah, we really yeah. enjoy this. Yeah, we've podcast. enjoyed this. Yeah, those were you know as as I was you know a teenager or younger when when all of this was going on, and so you would you would kind of hear these stories, and as you got older and and you know it become more and more a, a pretty much a nationwide story and then you hear about Johnny Boone and Johnny being this most wanted fugitive and and all of these stories that you hear about these guys and I I'll, I'll never forget one of the uh, Bobby Joe Shoemaker uh and I told him this I said you know I was scared to death of you but before we went down there and and started talking to him and and so when those guys are as good of guys as you will find anywhere and so to have the opportunity to dispel a myth right that uh, you know about those guys and be able to sit across and and, and you know eat a, a, a good old bicket homemade um angus burger oh uh, with, with with these guys it, it was really something that uh I'll, I'll never i'll never forget i wouldn't have had that opportunity right. to do that had it not been for J-Bo driving me nuts about a podcast. <laughs> yeah. And, and what was funny is during those podcasts, we had hemp hanging over us. We had hemp. We were pretty much leaning on bags of hemp. And one of them said, you know, that's real marijuana, don't you? And he's like, Jim's like, oh, my gosh, is it really? <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't, really I, I didn't know. You, yeah, can't, really you can't tell. It's no. all in the chemistry. Yeah. It's yeah, all in the so DNA. Uh, so, uh, I mean, it was, it was, it was uh, you know, cool. as soon as it was funny because uh, Jimmy Bickett, uh, one of the, the Bickett brothers, uh, was there as we got out of the car to meet us, and uh, man, I mean, you could smell the the aroma <laughs> the of hemp, yep. uh, of the hemp, and so my first thought was, oh, Jimmy's been having some fun today because he's right there at the car. I'm like, he's been a little smoking a little something right. other today. What well, was the hemp? Yeah, it all right. smells. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. And what's cool about it? They're having a hemp fest out there. Uh, September 11th. So if you guys want to go out there and meet all of them, they will all be, Johnny Boone will be there. So, so September 11th this right. year is every year we have at our place a gator fry. I was just mm. telling Jim about So that. unfortunately, I, we were, I was going to ask you guys to come up, but it's the same. You're emceeing that thing too, we're, aren't you? We're emceeing that during the day and then we're running here that night and ah, doing the show here. So good deal. Yeah. So, yeah, we do our gator fry September 11th. So okay, cool. We'll be frying gator, frog legs, fish, uh, chicken. All my favorites. Raccoon, like, raccoon? No, I'm just kidding about the raccoon. <laughs> you got turtles in there? will be some mystery there meat. There may so be turtles there. There may be. There's, mystery, there's a mystery meat every year. Yeah, so That's awesome. We're going to have to get to that one time. We will. Absolutely. So Definitely. what's amazing about the, the whole cornbread mafia thing, those guys – they spent 25, 30 years in jail for something that's legal now in most yep, states. Yes. states. And we yeah. asked them. We asked them about that. Are you bitter? And they said, no, we're just we're just glad we survived. Right. So it wasn't legal then. But right. the way, I mean, if, once you listen to their story, I mean, it was really the federal government that, I mean, it, 
change the rules it, of the it's game. It's not like yes. right. a little bit, and, uh, you know, doing coke or anything. Well, well, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but it was they changed the game just so they could catch him. Right, right. Throwing something that, quite honestly, God put on this earth it was right. a natural yeah. product. So, yeah. yeah, it's. Uh, I would be bitter. I would be bitter. Yeah. I, I know they're they're taking the high road. Yeah, but. I think they're just taking. They, what what else at this point in their life are yeah. they going to do? Right, exactly. They're they're able to come back out. You know, they're they're doing the CBD stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Well, they, and writing books and, you know. They're doing good. They're doing okay. Doing they use good. it to their benefit now. I mean, yeah. and, you know, don't, yeah, like you said, don't be bitter about it because then it just makes you bitter in life and you won't, you won't succeed. Exactly. But here's what the life dealt me. Now I'm going to use it to my benefit right. and, and excel with it. And Yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting not? that everything they learned back before then, they're using now <laughs> yeah. legally yeah. to make a living and make a good living and help help other people with their right. CBD products and, it's, it's and wonderful. stuff like that. But I think for our listeners that aren't familiar with that particular story, it's just a, it's just a very interesting story. You know, there, there's a few of us that like those crime stories, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So it's just a very interesting story if you're into that stuff to, to go back. And I know they've, there's some books, uh, they've written mm-hmm. some books now to kind of basically lay out that whole what happened and 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 the process and how it became a federal offense as opposed to prior yeah and that's that's when they really got into big more problems. books are in the works yeah so for our listeners uh you can look up get on the internet look up the cornbread mafia yeah that'll probably get you just about everything you need to know that's right and if you want their products it's bicket and boon.com exactly. if you want to go to their website and buy their their oils and whatever else they have out there, t-shirts. So I, I, I'm a, I've been using CBD for a while now, and I'm a firm believer in it. So. My, my wife uses it for pain in her knee, and I mean it gets her by, and it's a great product, and there's no side effects. I no. mean that's a good thing. It's just it's instant relief for, her and you know hey, whatever works. Hey, right it's, now. it's from a plant. Put right. it on. That's yeah. right. That's good stuff. Right. The bourbon has a similar effect from me, Jabo. Well, it. You know, CBD oil doesn't uh, put me under <laughs> quite as fast as uh, bourbon does. So, well, this Monk's Road is—it's going down smooth. It's smooth. I got to tell you, it is. It is very smooth. I thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, we're going to take a bottle back to our truck behind the stage, and uh, <laughs> so when we get that little thirsty, thirsty, thing is there is on. there not any in the green room? Do we? There do we? might be. It's too fancy for us, man. We got to throw some stuff in the truck, so. <laughs> Kind of keep it real. <laughs> so, uh, oh, yeah, he goodness. said, you bringing anything to the show? I'm like, yes, yes. I have waters. I have uh, some teas. I have, and then he stopped me. So, do you have bourbon? I said, I'm not bringing another product on. Yeah, he, was, he was telling me all these other things. I got water. I got Sprite. I got tea. I got, you got any liquor? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's funny. So, we were going to pick up a bottle in town on Monk's Road. Well, we forgot all about it, you know. Right. Then we're here, and we got some other bottles of other things, and we're like, we're not going to sit here at Dan Crossing, right. do a podcast, <laughs> and drink anything but Monk's Road. That's, that's the way I feel, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's just really good stuff. I, I'm thoroughly impressed with their product, and uh, if you haven't tried their gin yet, the gin is selling, I think they said, faster than the bourbon right now. So wow. Yeah, really it, it, we talked to Wally, and, and he could not believe the response and a lot of it is is in bars where the bartenders absolutely love and it's it's the dry gin right mm-hmm. and they they absolutely love it so they they push it and, that, and they, i mean that's and, what yeah. that's what it takes yeah and so one thing about gin though it's only age six months yep so it's something you can put out right honestly and and you know Six years here, right? Six months, and uh, with right. it selling that much, man, they, that's a good thing. Well, it helps pay the bills. Yes, exactly. I mean, they, yes. If for they've got a beautiful facility here, just getting going. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a few things done that are very nice, but there's so much more, you know, coming in the future that you know we're hoping the restaurant they're talking. I guess springs, early summer next year will be open. Um, and we were talking to some police. We were at the. Um, barrels this morning the cooper kentucky cooper Co- kentucky Cooperage, there, huh? yeah. yeah and we were talking to the gentleman there and telling where we we're standing and, and we were talking about like you know this is going to be a destination yeah. this isn't this isn't your typical distillery you know this is where you know like we were talking we come down here on a for us we're two couple hours away leave friday morning be here friday afternoon be here friday night spend friday saturday night here maybe pick up a concert the restaurant be open have dinner and not leave 
you know the house yeah. here and just just a, a nice quick close to home relaxing weekend and and have a That's nice killer. place to just you know chill out for a little bit did you talk to pat it was pat his name yes pat, yes yeah yes. pat's yep. our buddy he's yeah. he's a good guy yeah he's uh, very good He's a, a former UPS. He retired yeah. from UPS, yeah. and now he's doing this. Uh, he actually took his daughter's job, and oh. uh, Ann, uh, Ann's job, and she's working inside now. But that place is killer. Yeah. That is amazing. If, if you're really ever in, if you're ever in today. town, you have to go to where bourbon starts, and that's right there where they make the bears. Right, yeah. and it's amazing to see where, you know, all the different bourbons use their barrels. I yeah. mean, it's all over, and it's just not bourbon barrels, and the, you know, they use them for other products as well. So it's amazing to see. About uh, a mile away from there, going into town, and I didn't know this for years, but we have another uh, place that makes barrels. It's called Canton Cooperage. And they make wine barrels. They make uh, high-end bourbon barrels. And uh, they hooked us up with a – do you remember how big that barrel is we're getting? It's uh, – 500. Something like so that. Yeah, it's like yeah. – Two grown men can stand inside it. Wow. Uh, and, and they sell a lot of them for people, to, for hot tubs. That's how big they're. So they're hooking <laughs> yeah, and, up. And you guys interviewed some people from there on yes. your podcast. Yes. I, re, that, I really enjoyed that podcast. That it was, was so informative. just blew my mind that I didn't even know it was in my own hometown. Exactly. exactly. So uh, Canton's is, is an amazing place. They make amazing barrels. So next time you come into town, give them a call. Yeah, we'll have to check that one out. That's for uh, Melanie. She'll take care of it. I was going to say, that's the one where the ladies run in the place now. Yeah, she's, she's the first female, uh, I don't know her job title, but first one that's ever boss. had that. Boss. Yeah, boss. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Well, cool. Cool. Let's see. So we've, we've uh, alluded a little bit to what you guys got going on this evening. What's going on next weekend? You guys are involved in that too, right? So why don't you yep. uh, why don't yeah. you kind of fill us in a little bit more in detail what that what that's about? Yeah, so so one of the cool things that uh, that the Dant family you, you guys kind of talked about it. I mean, this is it's funny. Jabo and I were talking about this today. You know, the daunting task of starting a distillery would be enormous enough, right? But instead of just doing a distillery and ending there Wally Dant and the Dant family his cousins Charles and Lynn are building this resort if yeah. you will yeah. and so as a part of uh, of that um, tonight opens uh, the amphitheater affectionately known as the amp at Dant Crossing and so one of the cool things that uh, that Jabo and I had was the opportunity to get to know Wally and uh, he was he was on our podcast, and so we kiddingly, you know, this guy, you know, we put him on the spot. Honestly, uh, I wear him out. We, we put him on the spot. And we said, "Look, you know, you get this amphitheater going, we're going to be your MC guys, right?" He's like, "Of course, you know." <laughs> and so uh, you're thinking we, jokingly, yeah, yeah. We're like, you know, and 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 so. Um, uh, so, so anyway, uh, and we stayed in touch with him and, and just kind of followed along the progress of, of Dant Crossing. And so the next thing you know, it's like, here we are. Yeah, it's and cool. So we're going to be, until they say we can't, we're going to be the MCs at the AMP at Dant Crossing. That's cool. Uh, for, That's awesome. for every That's concert. Um, every Friday and Saturday. Yeah, uh, we, we we just get a maybe I don't know. Yeah, we just we just get a hang, you know. We get to go out and do our normal goofy stuff, and then we just get to hang out and, and talk to people, and just have fun. Just man. have fun. It gets just, no better. Yeah, it's no better. I, and uh, we we have full access to come out here and fish anytime as as well as you guys do. If you want to bring some kids down and fish, uh, he's stocked it and he's going to stock it again. And he wants kids here. So that was a big selling point for me. Oh, yeah. I can uh, go to concerts. And uh, it, Wally is texting us as we speak, so it's kind of crazy. <laughs> Tell him to come on we over. We did. We told him. Uh, I think his thing was he's showering. They're both showering, but not together. That's what he said. Yeah, so, so, so J-Bo would ask Charles. And, and obviously, you know, okay, they've got a, their, their, first, their, yeah. their first concert yeah. tonight. So Charles, uh, on the way over, we had mentioned to Charles, hey, we're, 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 we're hanging out with some guys from uh, Indiana. They, they do a great podcast. And 
He's like, okay, well, I've got a few things I'm working on. I'll try to get over there. So Wally had just tried to call me a minute ago and was asking, you know, what, what are you guys doing? And I was telling him, and he's like, are we supposed to be there? And I was like, <laughs> yes, come yes, on, come yes. on, come on over. I come mean, on. that's that's cool. And that's when he came back and <laughs> yeah. he, he said, uh, apparently, he and Charles are showering separately. <laughs> <laughs> so we have we have we're, we're probably fired after telling yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're toast. You know, for the right amount of bourbon, I'm, I can edit that. You know, <laughs> the former MCs yeah. of uh, yeah. Dan Crossing. We made one show, Jim. Yeah. One show. Yeah. Yeah. New MCs. We didn't for even Dan make one, we didn't even make one so, uh, <laughs> show, depending on when Alan puts us out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Well, I'm going to try to put it out uh, this week, so Sunday. Okay. So. Cool. Uh, right, we're safe tonight. You're then. safe tonight. You get one show. But on you're, you, may, you may be out of luck for the little big town show. <laughs> Shoot. That would stink. So if, that would for stink. our listeners, uh, some of the major acts coming here is a little big town, obviously, here in a couple weeks. And the Little River Band is going to be here yeah. in August. So That's huge right there. That, you know, people, obviously, Little Big Town, I think officially Charles Dant told me, showed out in 32 minutes. Well, what was funny, we were driving down here, and I see it. Hey, they're going to be there. I think you guys were the ones that posted it. Yeah. And then the next thing I say, see, as we're still driving, sold out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was quick. Yeah. It was quick. And uh, what's funny is the employees here, we don't know when they're going to go on sale. They have, it's it's a lockdown secret right. when things are going on sale. And they might send a text say, hey, it's going to happen. But we're like the that people on the outside. We're, we're just waiting. Uh we are not at liberty to, to say who's coming. Uh, we're under like strict contracts and stuff, but uh, this is just a touch of what's coming uh, in the it's future. It's pretty awesome. So the Little River Band's coming in August. So the last concert my wife and I got to see before the COVID lockdown was the Little River Band. So oh, cool. We're, we're big fans. And unfortunately, that's happening like a week after we get back from spending a week in the Florida Keys and uh, we're going to be spent so we're not going to make it down for that. you got a tough Physically life Alan, and financially, I can tell he's got a tough life man nothing like Key West just stay there we, we, actually we all are the whole group's going yeah. Yeah. man you're all, all rock stars down. that's all I have you guys to guys want to come down hey, here on the podcast no, no listen <laughs> Yeah. No, I would like to join your all's podcast. Yeah. Is there any way I can join your all's podcast? Uh, are y'all going during Fantasy Fest or something? No. So, oh, sure. good Lord. So somebody knows about Fantasy I Fest. Do. So I lived in the Keys for six years. So in 2000, and I got to get my years right here, I think 2007, uh, the float that I co-sponsored and I played music on won the Captain Morgan's award at Fantasy nice. Fest. Nice. Was you in paint? Uh, no, I was Good. not in paint. Good, because I don't no. want to see those no, pictures. No, I was not in paint. Wow. No, listen, I've got a fantasy story. Oh, God. Oh, easy. No, <laughs> no this I, is a family show. Yeah, so so look, I, I have no idea, or I do now, I had no idea what this Fantasy Week stuff was. So I'm at a banking conference down in Fort Lauderdale, and so a banker uh, buddy of mine were like, we're going to go down to, on, on, the, on the weekend after the conference, we're going to go down to Key West with our wives. So we, so we go down there. I, the only recollection I had of Key West was uh, in October of 1997. My wife and I uh, went on a cruise, and we, had a, we, had, a, we had a stop in Key West. It was nice. It was peaceful. It was lovely. So I thought that's the way it's going to be this time. We get down there, and there's dudes walking around in thongs. Yes. <laughs> there's, like, we go in this one place, and this lady is completely, she didn't have no clothes on, J-Bo. <laughs> She's painting. She's painting. Yeah, and, and they, were, they, were, they were painting as we, I'm ashamed to say, watched. You're <laughs> you're, were you, you on the you, third floor, a place called Garden of Eden? It was oh, what? It, top floors no, are the best floors. Yeah. Now, listen, this lady was right in the doorway as yeah. soon as you walked in there. You didn't see a red-haired guy with a red Speedo on, did you? Oh, <laughs> oh Lord have mercy. <laughs> there were people all ages. Like, this one dude had to be 89 walking around with with his leather thong. There's nothing wrong with 89-year-olds, by the no. way. Just don't want to get them yelled yeah, at. We don't again. get emails. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that, yeah. I'm, golly. Just didn't expect to see one in the thong. I right. did not expect to see it. And then people say, 
You guys are going to Key West. You know that's fantasy. What's fantasy week? <laughs> that's a, yeah, so I fantasy had, fest. It's I a week of no, Halloween. I had no yes. idea. It is crazy. It is nuts. It is absolutely nuts. But my, I have family members and uncle. Uh, I'm going to call him out. So uh, his name's Kenny Bowman. He's my favorite uncle ever. He swears that he will never miss a fantasy fest the rest of his life. He loves it there. <laughs> there are people. There are normal people. So here's my story, normal person story. So a guy I work with uh, owns big big company. Uh-huh. He went down there, and he's actually got a house about 30 miles north of Key West. So he's down there all, all the time. So he goes into town uh, during Fantasy Fest with some buddies just to grab a couple of drinks. A guy walks up to the bar on the other side, doesn't see him. Uh, and he's got hardly any clothes on. He's got piercings in pretty strange places. <laughs> <laughs> and my buddy realizes this dude works for him. Oh, no. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh. So he, he said he never said a word. He paid his tab left. Oh, my gosh. And headed dude. out of town. That oh. would be terrible. That's terrible. I guess, you know. It hurts. They each their own. Each their own. But, you know, life would be much better if they were just drinking bourbon. Just yeah, just find you a, a cabin and drink bourbon and, and <laughs> stay go. away from the body paint, Jim. <laughs> Keep your thongs. I was thumb. yeah, it was it was a shocker for a little old Christian boy that does a Sunday Sunday morning show. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, boy, just think about it. You worry about yourself. Think about the painter that was painting the eighty nine year old stuff. I mean that's that's a lot of sag there, dude. I wasn't watching them. I, I wasn't I'm not sure wa- they got the right coverage yet <laughs> for gallon. No paint. I wasn't watching a 89 year old get painted. Okay, she was sure. about 21, probably. Oh, so no wonder you stuck around. That's <laughs> good stuff. Ah, uh, goodness, goodness gracious. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I will never. I don't have it in me to be painted and to walk through town. You are getting a tattoo, though. I am getting a tattoo. Are you? Do you so have what, a tattoo? Uh, not yet, but these guys don't know it. But I'm probably getting one in Key, Key West. Nice. Yeah. No, Dude, ta- that's no awesome. tattoos here. You're not doing it. No. no. What probably about you? Die, I'll probably die without a tattoo. Yeah. I haven't found mm. anything yet. I mean, nothing against it. My son's got, I don't know, five, six. My daughter's got a few. I just haven't found that thing yet that I go, that's it. I'm, I'll try to find the one I'm getting. I'm getting. A, I'm just getting a, a big old condenser mic put on my shoulder. Yeah. And, so I don't, uh, I mean, okay. and it's uh, not that I have a problem with people with uh, getting tattoos, but there's tasteful ones and there's oh, other yes, ones that's like, dude, I'm right you, there with you. You, re- you really want to die with that on you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, my my son and daughters all have meanings. They have my their grandparents have passed away, so there's stuff with that. True. My son has one on his arm that's really cool. It's with fire, yeah. water is affinity, and you know all this. So yeah. it has a meaning to it. It and, looks really cool. And, but and probably one of the coolest ones I saw was a guy had on his forearm a tattoo from a distance looked like a brown butterfly, but it was actually the footprints of his son. I mean, oh, that's son cool. that is cool. So that's that, was, that was pretty cool. Now that you know that that one I get. It makes yeah, sense. And, and if I've talked about doing one too, and if I did it, it would be about the kids and about you know my faith and that type of thing. Yeah, well, um, I'm just not Jeremy's just yeah. like a radio, you know. Yeah. I just want to, I want <laughs> I just, a microphone on my. I just want to look tough around my tattooed friends, you know. Just <laughs> so you're getting a microphone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Look, look, dude. Maybe put some blood hanging off of it or something. That is so know. not put cool when you're walking. That's not going to impress anybody at Fantasy Fest. No, 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 not no. We'll have to paint over that. <laughs> that is not, <laughs> not going to impress anybody. Oh, goodness. So what do you guys do on the side uh, from, uh, you know, podcasting? I know you're into everything. Yeah, I'm in a little bit of everything. So kind of like somebody here wanted to start in radio, coming out of high school, I went to school for radio and TV. That's what I, college. I, like, I went there semester. for, for <laughs> got one a semester. semester. <laughs> I came out, and this was, I'm a little bit older than you guys, so I came out in like 85 and worked a summer job. You're not too much dang older. Let yeah. me just tell you so, that. <laughs> so working a summer job, making 25 bucks an hour. Now, back in 1985, 25 bucks an hour, I was making as much as my dad was. That's good. He was a computer programmer. So I never went back to college for radio and TV. I worked my way up through construction, went through apprenticeship. So I'm a senior project manager now for a construction company. Okay. But I got started in podcasting and then realized how much I like radio. So as you guys know, I started an internet radio station. Yes. So um, um, so he kind of jumped ahead a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I did jump ahead. There's more stuff in yeah, between. He took, he took a little interlink 
he mentioned Key West and he lived in Key West. And so not a lot of people know it, but you know, the, He's he's famous in Key West because he's the most famous country singer. Nice, in Key not, West. not for Fantasy Fest. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, but, so I did live in Key West for about six years. Played music down there. Um, I, I I have a maple syrup farm. Do maple syrup in the I spring. I saw that. I saw that. Uh, and and do beef jerky, which started as a little hobby, uh, which took off, and now we're made we're a major manufacturer of beef jerky as well. Really. So that just kind of took off this year. So my hopes are in the next couple of years to back away from construction, uh, concentrate on distributing more beef jerky, uh, doing the sales into that, because that's hard to do when you're working right. you know, 40, 50 hours a week. Well, you need to send us some of that beef jerky. We're big I'm beef going jerky to, and fans. I forgot to bring some. I was oh, going to bring fine. some for you guys. We love beef jerky. So guess what? I even have a flavor called Speakeasy Bourbon. Nice. It's made with Kentucky bourbon. Oh, that's going to be wonderful. It's good. It's, a, it's some really good that. stuff, too. Yeah. So, good stuff. You know, from there, I uh, that's where I'm at now. So, uh, um, still, you, do you still play music? Not as much. So here's what kind of COVID kind of knocked me down. I had COVID bad when COVID came through. So I had it in March of 2020. Right when we were ready to start. Yeah. Right, so right we were. Gonna... Yeah, we actually decided to do the podcast before the big COVID thing came. We were talking about it in what January, right? And then our actually our first podcast was going to be recorded like March 21st that's well boom boom you know? I was in so, bed yeah mm-hmm. and then and then he got yeah we actually canceled the first podcast before he got before sick before I got sick but that next week he he got so you were one of the first ones that got it. definitely yeah. sick and yeah. we were all together the weekend prior before he got sick oh no we're all together at his maple fest and we're you know hanging out doing our thing and and then the next week we get the phone call and like, yeah, Alan's not feeling good. And we're all, I, I looked at my wife and I'm like, oh crap, you know. And that's really before, I mean, that was at the very beginning. Yeah, so, so I'm like, eh, it's just, you know, it is what it is. Well, I got progressively worse. And my wife finally says, look, I'm telling you, you got all the symptoms. So back then uh, we lived in Indiana. So the Indiana, Indiana University had a screening you could do online. Uh, and so then I went to a, an emergency testing facility that had just opened um got tested back then it took over two weeks to get the results back but they right away said hey you tested negative for the influenza strains a and b so you don't have the flu and you have all the other symptoms so we're going to prescribe so they prescribed everything to me um didn't do much good i mean i was out for three and a half weeks in bed um, when uh, finally the testing came back and said I tested positive for COVID was the first day my fever broke. Oh, um, so I don't know if you've heard the term long COVID. Some people that had COVID, mm-hmm. so you're looking at somebody that suffered from that. It's I'm still not a hundred percent of what I was wow. before. So he was probably as sick as anybody I know that didn't go to the hospital. Really, and yeah. he was on yeah. the verge of going to the. We hospital. We were going to the next day. We were trying to do it all from home. Uh, fortunately, we got good friends that work in the medical field and work at pharmacists, so they got everything to us. So he had a blood ox meter on, yeah, it, so they, they could watch, so they the could monitor. Time. So you were just a heartbeat away from a ventilator. Yeah, yeah. And so what I'd heard, I mean, I was going in and out. I don't remember a whole lot, but I remember everybody I heard that was going in the hospital. For some reason, our little area in the middle of Indiana or in the corner of Indiana was a hot spot. Yeah. Seven people died like within. Wow. Yeah. So our, it was our, crazy. Our, our county and we're, we're adjacent to Cincinnati. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, our little county has 25 population of 25,000 people. Well, we, we had six deaths in our county before Hamilton County where Cincinnati has had their first one. Wow. So it was, it was, and then he was sick. My brother-in-law passed away. He was one of those six. Oh, oh my uh, gosh. I'm uh, sorry. And it, so, it hit hard and so fast. So it hit hard right. and fast. And so we, we, we were living it. I mean, we were living yeah. it, uh, no doubt. And and then, you know, it was, uh, so we, we had planned the podcast, starting the podcast before that on, on kind of a drunken stupor in a bar <laughs> drinking bourbon. But, uh, True story. Uh, it would be a good thing to do. Let's all get so, around mics and talk. So Ruben, who is not here, was the instigator. Come on, Ruben. He was the instigator. There you go, Ruben again. Yeah, so obviously our, our start of our podcast was delayed and, and then, you know, if, if you want, if you go back and listen to our first podcast, other than our intro podcast, that's what we talked about was the whole COVID event. 
Allen was just just had just recovered to the extent that he was functional enough to actually be moving around, and uh, that was our first that was our first podcast, and uh, and probably still to this day is that it's still our most listened to podcast. Yeah, it's still our number one podcast. Uh, so it's pretty heart, heartfelt. We had a lot going on at that time for us, but but then you know since then the podcast for us. Kind of like you guys. It's taken us places we never imagined. Right. You know, I mean, to be honest with you, sitting right here right now with you guys. That's awesome. too. So, you know, we've interviewed people like you guys have. We never imagined we would would have conversations with. So neat. So So this started with you asked me if I still play music. So uh, finally, I guess six months after COVID, I, I I did one outside gig with the band and it, it just about killed me. I mean, I just, I don't have the energy I had. So then it ends up, I have a heart issue that may or may not be attached to COVID. And I have, uh, all of a sudden I need a CPAP machine. Oh, well, the CPAP machine makes me go hoarse. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I haven't been on it. I didn't bring it down. So I've been off it for three days and usually we record on Fridays. So usually Thursdays I stay off of it. So that's kind of cut my singing down. Plus I've been concentrating on the podcast mm-hmm. right now and you know, the, the beef radio station, business. beef jerky. So <laughs> syrup, sing syrup singing's kind of been pushed in the background a little bit. Uh, do I miss playing? I do. Uh, but I have so many other things right now that's just not in the forefront. So so, so a lot of uh, what are you a guitarist? Guitar, uh, guitar, and sang, and, and used to play piano a little bit too. And cool. See, that was the other dream I had was <laughs> a DJ. The other one was to be a like like a musician, you know. And I would I would Mama told me I was really good. Gotcha. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Sounded awesome, didn't you? I didn't. Yeah. Have, I didn't have plans after thirty, so I'm just been lost ever after thirty years old. So I, I'm just kind of winging it. You know, guys, no uh, Lone, Lone Star will, uh, the lead singer, Richie McDonald from Lone Star, will be here at Dank Crossing next Friday night. And the song, Mr. Mom, is, that, that is J-Bo in a nutshell. Yeah, everything I do is on weekends. My, my week starts on Friday nights. Always has with DJing and stuff. So during the week, I got to navigate kids to here to there and everything. So he calls me Mr. Mom mm-hmm. for that. So, so that. speaking of good stuff, speaking of Lone Star, when I was playing music in my younger years, I was a part of a group called The Hollow. We actually opened up for Lone Star. Really? It's pretty cool. cool. Yep. Good stuff, man. Yep. See, he's famous. That's why we just hang around him. Just <laughs> to take, we take the fall off. No. I'm, I'm, so, so what about this guy here? What, what about you? Well, me, I'm, I, I grew up a mechanic. I own a garage and uh, ATV business, so that's what my day job is, and that keeps me busy. Um, right now, our passion and my wife, we, we raise animals. We've See, got, he forgot to say he used to be a NASCAR truck driver. Well, what? we did. We, well, yeah. I was getting into that. During the, in there, we raced. I raced ARCA trucks for seven years, which was kind of the prelude to NASCAR, and then we made our attempt at the NASCAR Camping World trucks, so I drove in the truck series. Um, and that was my one of my dreams when I was young. And, and I always told my kids, you know, and, and, and they grew up, watching me chase chasing my dreams and i've always told them you know chase your dreams yeah. shoot and shoot high you know if you shoot low you could you'll end up disappointed right. you know, shoot high and just keep going and don't ever stop and that was one of my dreams i always wanted to be in nascar i made my race i can i can google my name and it's, it's cool. there and it, you know we didn't we didn't win nothing we weren't famous but i was a nobody we there who put a track together i grabbed a bunch of my buddies it was during during the 08 financial crisis all my buddies were out of work I said, hey, guys, I'll forge you beer. I'll feed you. I'll put you in a room, but I need a pit crew. And they're like, we're in. Let's go. So, you know, I trained them to do what they needed to do. And, and we had a crew together. And we, we traveled a couple races. And we made a few. And, you know, we had a blast doing it. Um, now I'm getting a little older. And we're calming down. I, we, Jeff and myself, we both have honeybees now. So that's kind of my passion now oh, is, cool. is doing bees. And we raise cattle. We raise grass-finished beef. So that's my passion is just to kind of – that's my relaxation. I know my wife yells at me because I got too many now, but for me, that's my get away from what I do every day right. and, and enjoy it. So I like doing that. And uh, that's cool. So that it, it keeps us busy. And my goal is to retire here in a couple of years, too, and slow down. I don't want to work till I'm. I can't do nothing else. I want right. to do things like this travel. Oh, and, oh, Jimmy has some cows. I do. I have. Uh, Five steers, I'm happy to say. Yeah, he, he calls me uh, saying bad words about them quite a bit. <laughs> they broke my water. 
trough or whatever. I don't know, man. It's, no, it's a floating valve. They go. <laughs> I don't know. That they they did something to the floating valve that maybe had a flood. I, I don't want that made my water bill go up. I don't want to talk bad about cows because there's a lot of cow lovers out there. I, I get that. <laughs> then and, we'll get emails. And, 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 and the steaks sure do taste good. They taste great. I mean, that's what he's he's got steers. He's going right. for steaks. Well, I was going to say one thing about having five steers is you don't have to worry about having six. That's absolutely. So true. Absolutely. That is so true. That so, is so one of the things that I'm sitting here as I'm listening to these guys, and we've already heard from Alan and we've heard from Dwayne, but I don't feel like we're as smart as these guys. No, man, they're way cooler. Which is a common thing. Which is a common theme for our show. Yeah. Look, I mean, guys, look, we're never the smartest guy in the in the room. It's all smoke and mirrors on the side, man. Smoke and mirrors. So I, I I don't know. I feel like Jeff is going to be some. Well, he's going to no, like, He's like, an astrophysicist. Yeah, yeah, does this yeah. On the side. I mean, because we go from Alan and it gets yeah. you know it gets a little better with Dwayne, and now it's yeah. like Jeff's going to tell us. No. I, I figure I'm going to make you guys feel a lot better about yourselves. <laughs> So yeah, I'm the guy that never never knew what he wanted to be. And, that's me. And, you know, and just as life comes along and you make decisions about what to do, right? So uh, at this point, and, and uh, somehow or another, I fell, uh, I, I got an associate's degree in, in electromechanical engineering and fell into the maintenance world in manufacturing. And I'm a facility manager now, you know, so taking care of buildings and equipment and that kind cool. of stuff. And... Um, I'm probably there's no doubt of of the group of our podcast group. I'm the least talented and least interesting. But uh, he's the word. Though. Yeah, he's the word. So well, what people, you don't people, what you don't know is he's quite, you've seen him over here. He sits here quietly, and you got I. He's always at the corner of my eye. Usually he's in your spot, so I get to see him more. Yeah. And you kind of see it. You see the thoughts building. And when the he when he starts, yeah, oh, the wheels. And when he leans up. We all just sit back. Just sit back. Sit back. Because yeah. the word is going to speak. From what I've noticed, he is the heart of the group, though. He is the, the, the caretaker of the group. Well, I would say, no, Alan, Alan the producer. <laughs> That's his nickname. He's right. the producer. The producer. Yeah. So he's the guy that makes it all happen. Right. There's, no, there's absolutely no doubt about it. We're roadies. I mean... <laughs> When when everybody needs reeled back in, that's when I that's me. Gotcha, gotcha. When, when we get talking a conspiracy theory, and we get way out there, or sometimes we get off on the political track, which we try sure. not to yes. do. Try, yeah. You know, Jeff will be like, "The eh, word, it's time to pull you guys yeah, back." Yeah. The word leans in, and yeah. then it you, we cut back into into the reality. Yeah. So I like no, that. So, but so for me, I mean, again, uh, least talented, least interesting. The, the most important thing I've done in my life is raise my family, my two children. That's the best you know, thing. Both, both of them, both, right. of them, both of them, right now are engaged, engaged to be married. One of them's actually set a date. So, wow. So uh, we're looking forward to that coming up here in October. That's kind of poor planning, though, right? I mean, doing that to poor old dad two at once. <laughs> well, boy and a girl, though. So it's, okay, so, gotcha. Okay, that helps. So, so only my daughter, my daughter and her fiance say are the ones who have set a date in okay. October. We are traveling to Oregon to do that. Oh, Why? None wow. of us live there, including my daughter and her fiance, but that's that's where we're Dwayne going. And I, Dwayne and I, what are you guys doing now? Maybe we'll get together road with trip. you guys. Let's get us a camp I've never been to Oregon. We've yeah, got some recording equipment. My, my, of the group, of the entire 18 people that are going to Oregon, I think my daughter is the only one that's been there. But hey, it's wow. her wedding. Hey, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, then, and then my son, my son and his uh, fiance live in Salt Lake City, Utah. And uh, they have been together for eight years. It took them that long to get engaged. So I figure I got some time probably to, <laughs> before I have to worry about I think that. You're wedding, good. Right? I think you're good. So, but that's, uh, you know, um, that's it. I'm sitting here thinking about these guys and mentioning going to Oregon. It's, I feel like if we went to Oregon with these guys, jail time. It, and you throw in uh, Ruben in the mix. <laughs> Good old Ruby. Uh, I, I feel like it would be like a hangover type of movie oh, experience. I can, see, I can like see you that. would have the Mike Tyson tat on your face. Or what, what's the other one with the bike ride or the motorcycle? Oh. Uh, uh, crazy. Uh, that was Wild Hogs. Wild Hogs. <laughs> That's yeah, more our speed than that, that, hangover. That was funny. absolutely a classic movie. <laughs> we're, we're too old yeah. for wild yeah, old I don't, I don't hangover. Do, I, I would have to have the little side card. I don't do we're, a well on two wheels. We're, we're well too old for what we're it doing would, right now. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it would be me and J-Bo in my little side <laughs> card. Oh, yeah, I'd be holding on. <laughs> I'd hold on for the Oh, life. goodness. 
Well, boys, man, we have to go to I the know. stage. You got and, stuff. To, you uh, got to work. Start to uh, get things ready. We get, you got to go back there and stretch out and get the nerves yeah, worked I, out. Get actually, the vocal our, cords our, worked out. Yeah, yeah, our boss called, so <laughs> yeah. he's probably wondering where in the <laughs> crappy boys the are. He's, like, he's out of the shower. Why the heck are they interviewing you when uh, <laughs> you're so? We're going to try to get them here to come see you guys. Hey, we'll be, be here. Great. We'll yeah. be, be here. here. And the bourbon is flowing, so get them over here. Yeah, and they'll we'll be. Tickle pink to see you drinking Monk's Road. So. Sounds like a plan. So we're hopefully just taking a short break and maybe come back with some yeah. new folks. So Good stuff. For Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. <laughs> and for Two Shots in the Barrel. I'm Jimbo. I'm J-Bo. And we'll see you soon. See Thanks, you guys. guys. So you probably heard a guy snickering a little bit when we were signing off. From that podcast, I actually had uh, said our name wrong. I can't remember what happened, but it was a fun time. And, you know, it was a great interview, great time to sit down with some fellow podcasters, some great guys. And uh, I thought we'd share that this week with everybody. We hope you've enjoyed it. You've been listening to Cross the Line 1524 with all the guys, whether we're at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy or out on the road. You know, we always have a great time. Hey, check out our webpage at www.crossthline1524.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Check out Podcast 1524 on Twitter. And cross the line, 15 slash 24 on Facebook. Give me one before you kick me out the door.